WWTI students would like to remind you that this show is not for the faint of heart, easily offended, or bitchy as bitches. If you have a stick up your ass, listen to something else. But if you're messed up in the head like the rest of us, enjoy the show. Welcome to the We Won the Internet podcast, pre-recorded in a doomsday bunker somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. We strive to half-assedly bring you weird news, scary stories, and anything we find interesting on the web. So please welcome your hosts, Logan Marks and Hello, Sam Hello everyone, hope Bash. you're all doing well. It's April 15th, 2021, and you're deep in the bunker with your two favorite idiots. How's it going, Sam? Man, I've been bored as fuck this week. I watched the the Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. Oh, that sounds boring. The documentary on Netflix. <laughs> God. Like, like, are we surprised that, like, rich people paid for their spoiled rich kids to get, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars to get into college? You know, yeah, I, I, I saw that documentary on there, and I was like, do I want to watch that? And I, I was like, ah, I'll try it. I put it on. I think it lasted about 10 mm-hmm. minutes, and I was like... I, yeah, I thought the same thing you did. It's like, why do I care about the, yeah. obvi- the most obvious thing that's that's going on? I mean, of course, you know, rich people are going to pay for their kids to to go to fucking college. Now, now, the only thing, the only thing I cared about that I was interested in was that I wanted to know how he did it, how he was getting the kids in. Mm-hmm. You know, because I figured uh, he's just probably greasing, you know, the admissions. But you know, they were they were saying that like you know, say like you you know, you're not even an athlete, and they say, oh yeah, we'll put Logan on the water polo team. You know, so take a picture of him, you know, swimming, you know, throwing a ball. And th- and then they and then they just do that. You know, they put it in there and they'd sneak it in and they had like an admissions person go in there and recommend it to the you know, to the board mm-hmm. to, you know, let people in with scholarships or, you know, just letting them in for admissions and it's just it was just real simple. I mean yeah. Well that's so it, it, it was a lot of planning and, you know, obviously no idiots like us could do mm-hmm. it, but you know, this guy was smart. He was really working hard and he was doing good work. He was real eloquent speaker and everything you know he was he was getting it done pretty good he just the problem is, is when you have too many people you know and part of your whole machine mm-hmm. you know once one of them gets compromised the whole thing goes down right because then they're, they're gonna sell everybody yeah, out, right yeah. well you know if you give me a deal and i'll tell you about this give me a deal you know and then that's basically what it was dominoes fell it was again it wasn't I was just mainly interested to see how he did it, how he was getting all these kids in, like all these kids who were not athletes. They were saying that they were like athletes yeah. and this and that, and they were just. But other than that, it's like fuck, you know, big deal. Yeah, because that was <laughs> stuff that I, I kind of knew how he did it because that was in most of the stories that they, you know, the articles and stuff they did on it. I, I never read oh. it though. I, I think I didn't care. <laughs> you didn't care enough to read the article, <laughs> but the the documentary was was was. Then I watched game. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. TV doesn't lie. Uh, I, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's weird because I really don't find it that big of a fucking deal. But then I think about like all the all I the know. kids that actually fucking busted their ass to, you know, to be excel in a sport so that they could get a scholarship. And, mm-hmm. you know, those guys lost out because, you know. They're, yeah, because these yeah, rich, rich kids, kids got were in. Taking, Taking it, and then this guy was getting money on top of that. Oh, he was. There was a lot of money. He was greasing palms left and right. You know, all these donations. You know, and universities live off those donations. You know, that's that's part of their job is to go out there and, you know, and schmooze up with all these rich people and get monies. And you know, they don't turn that shit away. No. You know, they're they're all that's fucking money, right? That's all universities are profit, and 
they want to look them they want to look really prestigious you know so that they could just basically charge more and get more you know it's like it's not easy to get into a lot of some of these schools and and the bad thing is there's a lot of kids they were showing like a lot of students you know like really trying like really studying and working their ass off in in you know high school and stuff and preparing for the SATs and everything like that and then they didn't get in and you know they were bummed they were seriously bummed you know they it was heartbreak like you said it was like it sucked for a lot of them to have to deal with that and yeah just for the like I said these rich people let their rich spoiled kids yeah and they should have they, they should have thrown the book at that 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 lady just for being in full house I mean that 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 that's a crime I know. in itself <laughs> Well, you you know the shitty thing was, and they were showing about her, the daughter, like she was like big, like Instagrammer, and she was doing all this makeup and all this, and it was showing her like she was doing her stories, and she was like, ah, you know, she hated school. I hate this. I hate mm. this. This fuck, you know, this sucks. I just want to go yeah. home. Like, I think she didn't want to be there yeah, at all. I think all. she just wanted there to to be there to party and just fuck around. Probably. Yeah, but she was, and then and then she'd be like, oh, I should be thankful. I should I can get an education and this and that, but. It was like, really? Like, you don't fucking mean that. Like, the whole day when you're in class, you're just, like, doing your stories and, you know, giving everyone all these updates on YouTube and Instagram and stuff and just about how it sucks and you hate being in school. And it's like, jeez, oh, man. Like I said, some of these privileged people, it's kind of hard watching that, you know. Like I said, you felt a little bit bad for some of these other kids who were who needed to go. You know, they really worked their ass off to go. Well, did they, did they throw the book at the, the, the lady, the mom? Well, a lot of the people who did all that, a lot of them would get like five months. I think she got like five months. It was something like you know nobody got like years, right? It was there was nothing like that, yeah. you know. But you know because it was basically they were they were just paying greasing to mm. get in, but they they got like months in prison or jail. Also, stuff, they death. So. Some of them did do jail time. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did, and so, and there was like one guy who was like part of he was like the Stanford. Um, uh, yacht team and stuff and he was he technically didn't like really take any money and he wasn't really he he, he took the donations but he didn't benefit like personally yeah. like a lot like they were, they were having like coaches from like yale and and like other you know like soccer team he was like pocketing money you know he was he was a lot of them were taking money like yeah you know let get let you know let's just say that this student's gonna be in your sport and you can keep an extra like 20 grand right oh nice and stuff like that right everyone was getting like kickbacks but this yacht guy he he didn't get any of the money and he 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 didn't get any jail time oh. he was just confined to home and he got fired and stuff and he was getting a lot of like hate on yeah. twitter like you know fuck you like fuck you you fat fuck you know they're telling him all this stuff like that it was like holy shit but uh it was I'm glad he didn't get any jail time because, like you said, he's like, man, I didn't really know. He goes, I was just kind of going along. I thought I was supposed to be get, taking, you know, donations, and I was giving it to, to the school. Like every time I get a check, he would give it to his athletic director, and then the athletic directors would later on saying, no, we don't know anything about this. You know, they basically kind of turned their back on him. Oh, so he got he got <laughs> fucked. Yeah, you went to the full big house, huh? It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this like they should geez. do like a, a, a sitcom? So we should do a sitcom like a intro. Where they're like in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking every day. I hated Full House, man. They all turn around. They're all getting shanked, and then they turn around, like introducing yeah. themselves for the to the show. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't know. It was okay. It was like I said. I just kind of wanted to know like how it really worked because, like, for me, I just thought that they were just paying to get in 
just paying like, hey, you know, pay the admissions people. But it was, it was a lot more hidden, you know, sneaky things going around. And the guy that was in charge of it, he was, he was just, you know, the Rick Singer guy. He was just like a piece of shit. And he was, he was a hard worker. Don't get me wrong. Like he was, like I said, he was eloquent, you know, charismatic. You know how to talk to everybody and things like that. And he, you know how it is, you know, when you're determined to you know, do something when you're just, when you have a, a drive, uh, you, you know, you're going to work your butt he's off. He's a right? go-getter. When people don't have drive, that's when they're lazy. Yeah. But this guy was determined and he was going to do it for like, they said he worked, he slept like, like four hours a night, three hours a night. Cause he was always on the plane, always traveling, mm-hmm. you know, always hustling is basically what he was. So it was, it was, some of that was interesting, you know, to know again, I, I don't fucking care about him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he hasn't gotten sense yet. Because they're waiting for everybody else to be sentenced before he gets, right? Because he has he had a role on everybody. When he got caught, he rolled on everybody. <laughs> and, yeah, he He's fucking get her. Right? He he like you know go get me out of jail. Yeah, he rolled on everybody. He he. So he's he's he hasn't gotten sentenced yet. I guess to this day, but they have to wait till everyone that was involved gets sentenced first, and then the judge will be like, "All right, since you did all this, maybe he'll get like." No time, maybe he'll get some time, but he's still out there living his life, you know, swimming, you know, doing all this shit, just like no big deal. It's like fuck, man, what an asshole. But money talks, yeah. right? Sounds like a big shit show. Well, speaking speaking of shit yeah, shows, ugh. I watched I watched this just to I so I could talk about it on the podcast because I watched the Thunder Force, which is a Thunder Force. It's a uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer oh, and Jason Bateman, and I have to say Jason Bateman was the best thing out of that. Out of all that shit, there was one solid, solid piece of corn in it. That was you know pol- yeah. polished up piece of corn, and that was Jason Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman, huh? <laughs> but. Hey man, ever since he did, ever since he did Teen Wolf two, he's been, he's been gold. Yeah, he can't lose. The guy can't lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> remember? <laughs> well, you remember Teen Wolf two, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Teen, uh, Teen Wolf also because it was T O O. Far superior to the original <laughs> yeah, Teen that... Wolf with the uh, with the uh, what's his name, Marty McFly, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a. Uh, um, he talks about it like you do interviews, and he talks about how shitty the Teen Wolf Two was, and he regrets it, and he just did it to, you know, to get some prominence uh-huh. and you know get his name out there. But he was like, "Fuck, man!" He goes, "I really wish I didn't do that movie." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, that's your best movie ever." <laughs> so anyway, what about what uh, about so, it? So Thunder Force was a piece of garbage. It was a hot piece of garbage. Okay. Uh, so like Melissa <laughs> McCarthy movies, I I fucking hate every one of them. And I will always. I can't watch. I know any of them. I can't watch them, but I always try to watch them, just to see how bad. You know, it's like oh. when you watch a train wreck and you can't stop. I watch. I yeah. watch it just to see how bad it is to make fun of it. And this, okay. this was like so bad I couldn't even make fun of it because it was so. I felt sad. I felt sad for her. Was it like that Hoobie Halloween? Whatever. Not bad. <laughs> it was in that ballpark. It was in the ballpark with the okay. Halloween movie that Adam Sandler <laughs> made. But it's basically yeah. they, they have uh, superpowers, and they have to fight these other. I guess the premise was uh, some asteroid came down or something and caused only psychopaths to have superpowers. So there's all okay. these psychopaths in the world with these abilities, and they were making the world dangerous. And eventually, uh, Octavia Spencer, she her character decides that she, you know. 
when she her parents are killed by one of these guys. So she decides to make these superpowers. And Melissa McCarthy, she plays this character. It's basically, she's an all-around loser. Uh, I didn't really like her that much. I, okay. I don't know. Like, she, I don't know what she does, but, like, if she would just, like, tone it down a little bit, it would probably have been a little bit more, more, uh, it would have been a Bearable better movie because, like, Good. yeah, she just she just always has to do something stupid. You know, she she does that where she you know falls down or something, or like she, you know, she or she trips. You know, she has to it has to she tries to try to put this physical comedy that I I she's fucking horrible at, which makes it so. Is it like Peter Griffin type <laughs> shit? Pretty much, but Peter Griffin does a good job. Um, yeah, I got you, uh, but. She, but it ends up being really cringy when you watch it. So okay, <laughs> but I I enjoyed the first like ten minutes of it because it wasn't her in there because it was like the the kids because it would show them as children. So the actors mm-hmm. and the storyline within that point until Melissa McCarthy showed up was good, and then it just went all down okay. down from there. Uh, you know, went off the yeah, rails. Went off the rails. So yeah. So basically, they they the stories they they they. Um, um, Octavia, she has these. She's she's designed a way to make superpowers, right? And for some reason, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy shows back up in her life because they had gotten into argument a long time ago, which is weird because they're best friends, but they got in one argument and they don't talk to each other for like ten years. So, but they, oh, yeah, but shit. then they try. They get back. Well, maybe was that could have been a bad fight. Like she fucked her friend or something. No, right? it was something stupid. Like <laughs> some like a. Uh, some like you know like it was like a fight they would have all the time kind of thing, but they just all of a sudden all of a sudden this was like <laughs> the, all of a sudden this was a the deal breaker. Yeah. Oh, like somebody ate the last. <laughs> yeah, it was something stupid. Something I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And then um, so they get back together. She has she she goes and visits her at this lab, right? And so for some reason the lab has no security. She's able to just like walk mm-hmm. into the lab and. Just walk yeah, in and, and all of a sudden, like, oops, I tripped on this, and she gets ejected, and she has these superpowers now. And they're like, "Well, you know, since was this fat fuck, uh, she's got superpowers. We're gonna have to train her." And it was like, it was like, how did this happen? And it's like so poorly done. Like you don't even know how she got in the lab. Like one minute she's like looking in there, and then the next minute she's like in the lab. Like almost like they like lost. She's just already drinking the, like they lost a piece of footage. She's already drinking like the toxic fumes and stuff. Like yeah, yeah gotcha. it's, it's it's almost like they lost a piece of footage. And I was like, what? I was like, how did she even get in there? And it's, yeah, so good editing. Huh? <laughs> it was horrible. And then like the only, uh, so it I I only made it through about halfway through before I just started staring at my phone and, and the rest of it. I was just like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, so I don't know what happened at the end. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I try to watch it so I can talk about it on the show, but I just could not finish it. Uh, the only good part, and the only part that I actually laughed out loud, like like blared laughing, um, was when Jason Bateman was on there. He his character was he was a crab man, so he had these arms like okay. that were crab arms with the, with the claws, and mm-hmm. so they're in there. They're in this uh, I can't remember what it was. It's like a like a convenience store or whatever. And they go to the to the crime scene because they're getting held up, whatever. And also this fight breaks out, right? And it's like all this chaos everywhere. And then Jason Bateman like just starts <laughs> he starts running off the scene, but like sideways, like a like a Zoidberg crab. 
It, oh, like a <laughs> like whoop, 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 and it like takes off to the side. Yeah. I saw that and I fucking died laughing. That was the only thing that I thought was funny in that show. <laughs> but the rest, the was rest trash. of it was like was not worth it. I'm glad I saw it for free and I did not pay for it. The only thing I was mad about that I wasted oh, thirty man. minutes of my time. <laughs> that movie looked horrible. Like it was like I feel like they was like pushing it. Like they were trying to get people to watch it. I just Nelson McCarthy. I just. I don't know, like, th- I guess like you said, you've seen some movies, and you're saying she's always falling over and stuff, and... Yeah, the only... I, I tried watching, like, the spy... I mean, she has some sort of spy movie that I tried I uh-huh. tried watching. I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, Ghostbusters, when they, she was in that. Oh. The only reason I watched it... Did you watch I did one? watch it because it was Ghostbusters, and people were talking so much shit about it that I wanted to... I wanted okay. to see it. You know, I just didn't want to talk shit about it and not see it, right? I... I if I'm going to talk shit about it, I want to be able to say that I've seen the show, that I've seen the movie. Yeah. And then I can say, yeah. okay, this this is why I don't like it. But, man, uh, that just upset me more because they just destroyed. Yeah. Oh, that Ghostbusters Yeah, yeah well, a lot of people thought that. They, they destroyed Ghostbusters. Well, a lot of people also said that, you know, if you didn't like it, you were just, you know, you're a you woman know, hater, remember? Yeah, you were a Well, I guess I am and... because I fucking hated it. But is that it bad, was huh? horrible. It was one of the worst... I'd have to say it's it was uh, it's about the same uh, level as Thunder Force. Oh shit, that yeah. bad, huh? It was pretty bad. I, I it was just dumb. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. If you if you want to watch something really stupid and you hate yourself, no. watch this movie. <laughs> but if you actually like your who you are and uh, you'd rather do something more more productive with your time, do something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I couldn't like I said anything with Mac- Melissa McCarthy. I just I always shy away from because I just it does not look good to me, man. It just all her movies look bad, and I don't know how she keeps getting in. I don't them. know either. Oh, well, I think her husband is a director. Oh, is he? Yeah, really? I think I think he directed this movie, and you know, uh, I oh, I've seen her in some uh, dramatic roles or more, you know, not not comedy. And she's actually she's mm-hmm. actually pretty decent in those. Okay. It's, it's like okay. She, so she's not totally a no, waste. It's just when she tries does comedy. It just I don't get it. I I don't understand how she keeps getting no like she's a comedic actor. I don't understand that. And you're right. He her husband is a director, so he did do this yeah. movie. So shame shame on him, fucker. <laughs> he did it all for the nookie. God. For the. Yeah, I was gonna say he's already got two kids with her. What does he fucking care? Like. <laughs> Maybe he wants to try to get another to be, one. That's like, he, I'll put you in my movie, and if you give it another kid, yeah. And she's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't see myself watching this. I don't see myself caring about her or any of her stuff. It just just doesn't do it for me, man. Like you said, that spy movie looked horrible. Tammy looked horrible. Um, I know a lot of women watch Bridesmaids, and I think they like that. But you know, I thought Bridesmaids guys probably. I thought Bridesmaids was okay, but it wasn't like. Oh, wasn't that great? I, I didn't think it was that good. Uh, like, it was a decent comedy. You know, it was just like one of those lowbrow comedy movies, which, which are fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have their yeah. place. Uh, yeah. Don't 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 watch it. <laughs> okay. I'd rather watch the Operation Marshall right. Blues one. Yeah, that would probably be better, and it's probably less time. Probably waste less of your time on that too. Yeah. God, they both suck. We both watched some yeah, dumb this, this was week, a, didn't we? This was a shitty week. 
Well, right. <laughs> Speaking of shitty weeks, we can do sh- uh, shit on the internet next. Uh, when we get back, we'll see you in a little bit. This week's sponsor is Man Ponds, the only tampon for men. Do your friends think you're too whiny? Do you seem to constantly get comments on how bloated you look? Do you have that not-so-fresh feeling? If the answer is yes to all these questions, then you need to grow a pair. But if that's too much to ask for, then you need to try Man Ponds. Just gently insert the bottle-shaped man pond with the patented man pond applicator in your rectum. Feel the flow of testosterone surge through your body. That's the power of manliness deep inside you. Try our new Axe Body Spray scented version for that musky, lady-attracting smell. Man ponds. When you don't have time to act like a bitch, because you got to get things done. All right, thanks everyone for staying around for a show on the internet. We got this first story here. Authorities at a state forest in New Jersey were forced to call in a bomb squad following the discovery of a bizarre-looking contraption described as an instrument for identifying UFOs. The weird case reportedly unfolded last Friday morning when someone visiting the Wharton State Forest stumbled upon the odd gadget which bore the label UFO Detector Site and smartly phoned the police. Upon their arrival, investigators from the New Jersey State Park examined the strange object and erring on a set of caution brought in the special bomb sniffing canine to determine if the device was dangerous okay that's all that's fair enough right Mm -hmm. that seems being safe and all that but here's the next part that's the best part in detailing the incident on facebook the department indicated that after the benign nature of the ufo detector was confirmed they disarmed the unit by unplugging the headphone wire from the block of wood and the soup can it was plugged into (laughs) it's a soup can (laughs) yeah yeah this contraption they were afraid of was fucking basically <laughs> headphone wire <laughs> connected to a block of wood that was connected to a soup can. So, That's some so, high-tech shit right there. <laughs> it is, man. That's why they called in the bomb squad and the K-9 oh. <laughs> unit. <laughs> in, the, in the recounting, they went on to muse that although humankind and the vid- visitors to the New Jersey State Parks appreciate the extraterrestrial early warning device like this, they should not be finding them in our state parks. <laughs> so basically, keep your... <laughs> Keep keep your fucking UFO detectors out because this shit might be dangerous, man. So was so, it at least like a Campbell soup can? So, <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't think it had it a logo. Like, it might have been stripped, right? It's like some generic brand because the paper might get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the paper might interfere with you know the UFOs, you know, you know, sending communications, right? They need to be completely just <laughs> on its yeah, own. That's true. I mean, you're getting signals from far, metal. far away, right? Yeah, yeah, you don't want that paper. That paper might be some interference. <laughs> that paper right? will, <laughs> will break the deal. Yeah, yeah, it'll stop the aliens from getting getting a hold of anybody. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? Error <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the side of caution, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what you got to do, especially with the bomb threat again. Yeah. So I got a story here. Um, Lisa Cordell Gentry crashed his 2015 Volkswagen Passat into a Walmart uh, supercenter in Concord, North Carolina. He drove his vehicle through the front door and up the aisles, causing a trail of destruction along the way. Gently finally stopped until he hit a wine display. Uh, <laughs> as there was no more, he couldn't go any further after that. Uh, it's not entirely clear why Gentry was fired from his job, but reports suggest that he was fired because of his violent behavior, <laughs> which <laughs> which posed a threat to coworkers. So he was fired, and that was the reason why he. Decided to run his car <laughs> through, the, through, through the, the store, through the front door of Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have anger issues. But I think it's, 
Yeah, but I think it's funny. It's like they, they that's that's what they think was the, was the fact that is because he had be violent behavior tendencies. <laughs> 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 so no. No, no customers uh, were present, but employees were there. Luckily, no one was injured. Yeah. Uh, but the store, basically, he left an expensive mess. Uh, <laughs> they they were shut they shut down for a little bit for repair, to repair it. And uh, so the thirty year old gentry he's uh, he's got two felonies on him: assault with a deadly weapon and uh, breaking and entering. Which I think breaking and entering is kind of funny because I guess yeah, I guess it is breaking and entering. Um, he was also charged with a misdemeanor. He's currently in jail under a million-dollar bond. <laughs> oh, Gentry, fucking sore sport. Oh man, why would you even do that? Even though I know you got fired, but I mean, what's that gonna do? For, what I mean, how's that gonna? He's getting revenge, man. In his mind, he's getting some, you know, restitution. You know, some type of validation. You know, like fuck yeah, yeah, I'll show you, right? We've all known people like that that are fucking crazy as fuck. Yeah, but you're gonna fuck up your own car. <laughs> you're gonna go to jail. What, what, like, at least do something where they don't know it's you. You know. I know. I know. I. I yeah. You know. You know what's funny is because you know I, I worked in a grocery store. Remember back when we were 18, I used to work overnight at a grocery store, and like some of the people there, the manager was just an asshole, yeah. and I ended up leaving there because they were just like really, really like anal. Like, it was all, like, a white crew. And I was, like, I'm not saying it was racism, but I felt like it was because they, they would always single me out. You know, they'd always, like, uh-huh. try and get on me for shit. And I didn't complain. I just went along with it. And I eventually left that team and I went somewhere else. And then I ended up quitting. And then, like, a few years, like, a year later, I knew one of the guys still. Right? He was from our little hometown. And he was, like, hey, you know, the manager, you know, his his car windows got shot out. And they think you did. And I'm, like, what? I'm like yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, like I'm not the only one they were assholes to. There's probably like a long list of people, but if it was me, that's a good yes, idea. Yes, but you're the brownest one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told it you was the Mexican. They had that, it had to be the Mexican. They had that little skid chart. Yeah, I know. Who would do it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. you're at the top of the list, son. He was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you were nowhere near the the vehicle at the time, but we pretty. Yeah, I know. This, I know. With the skid chart, we know it was you. Yeah, you has to be you, boy. Yeah, so. <laughs> that that would be a better idea. Like I know they probably pissed somebody else off and they shot out his windows. That would be a better thing to do. I'm not saying I'm not condoning it, but like you said, do something <laughs> where they're not gonna find out it's you. You know, it could be anybody. <laughs> Don't fucking drive. Your I know because I, I I remember the same thing. We used to have this manager when I worked at the at a grocery store a long time ago. It's probably like I was still in high school, mm-hmm. and I remember that he had. We were like working in the back. He came in. He was talking shit to us, and he was like just being an asshole to us. And then I, I had this friend, and, and he was, like, in a gang. Mm-hmm. And so and, and I would talk to him, and he would tell me stuff and about, you know, stuff he would do. And I was like, all right. To me, like, because I, I was like, I wasn't a crazy kid. You know, I was, yeah. I was, I was pretty much well-behaved. And to have someone, a friend like that at, at the, <laughs> that worked there was, like, new to me. I've never been around anybody that had been, like, fucking mm-hmm. like a gangster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so, like, he was working there, and he, he was telling me, um, he had just fucking yelled at us or whatever. And he was like, you know what? Fuck that guy. And I was like, what, what are you going to do? He was like, come on, let's go. And he was, I was, we, we finished work, right? And we were in the car. I was in my car and we're just out there in the parking lot. And he goes, and and he was like, uh, you know what? You know, fuck that guy. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I know. That guy sucks. We, you know, yeah. I, I hate working with him. And he was like, 
Fuck that. And he pulls out this like spark plug <laughs> with a string on it. And he goes up to his car and he just fucking throws it at the <laughs> at the at the back of the at the guy's car and like breaks all his fucking windows. Oh shit. And I was like, holy shit. Like I was like standing there. <laughs> Get out of here, fucking smell. I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and he was like, he, I was like, what'd you do that for? He's like, fuck that guy. And he gets in his car and he fucking takes off. And I'm just like standing there like, oh shit, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> He's like, scrabble, the next, the next day he was all like, I know. I was like, what are you guys? And I was like, oh fuck, oh yeah. fuck. He's <laughs> like, prove it, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Luckily back then there wasn't cameras outside, huh? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, nowadays they have cameras out there, but they, yeah. didn't, they didn't then. Yeah, yeah, of course. Shit. Yeah, some of those people, man, they're just assholes. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of one, um, state police say an Allegheny County man is facing felony burglary charges after he entered a stranger's home in Cambria County while drunk, ransacked her house before passing out in her chair. According, according to state nice. police, yeah, according to state police, 21-year-old Jackson Hoey, that's his name, Hoey, has been charged with felony burglary <laughs> and criminal trespassing. Uh, troopers say they were called to the home in Loretto Borough Sunday for reports of an intruder. Corner State Police, the homeowner returned to her home and found Hoey passed out in her chair in her living room. So, <laughs> so, so the, the woman told troopers that her house had also been ransacked, according to the criminal complaint. Troopers say they saw Hoey passed out in the chair and also saw that several rooms in the house had things thrown around them. Troopers say they tried to wake Hoey, but he was slow to respond and smelled like he'd been drinking alcohol. They also noted, noted his eyes were extremely bloodshot. Uh, troopers say they took Hoey into custody and questioned him. According to the state police, Hoey said he did not know the woman and had no idea how he got there after he was drinking with some friends. So, so. <laughs> Must be teleportation. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. This isn't Safeway. He wakes up. He's just like, not that the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that'd be funny. Though. I mean, it'd be weird you come home and the person that trashed your house is just passed out in your chair. I know. I like how they just find him. Like, oh, he looks like he's all tuckered out. I know. He's like, just all breaking an entry. He's all just under, under. He's under your, in your bed in your blanket all warm. <laughs> I just didn't heart, have the heart to wake him up. I know. <laughs> oh, hoey. <laughs> I got a story <laughs> This was, that was kind of dumb. Jackson. Um, <laughs> I got a story here. Uh, representatives of the general store in uh, Maryville uh, reported that two women tried to buy several gift cards with a counterfeit $1 million bill. <laughs> so, <laughs> they couldn't make something smaller, the, like a 10 or 20? <laughs> I know. One of the women said she received the $1 million bill in the mail from a church. And that he was, and that she was going to buy items for a care package for the homeless people. Oh, such a good woman. <laughs> the, other, the other woman with her, uh, she basically stated that she was unaware of the bill, and she didn't know this woman was going to try to buy fucking clothes and shit, and whatever she was trying to buy with this million dollar bill. So basically, they didn't call the cops or anything, but both women were given verbal no trespassing warnings to the store, which I thought was kind of weird that they didn't do anything more than that. Maybe it's just too outrageous. They're like, "Fuck, this is too stupid." You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because I mean, this shit. is too outrageous. Because I can see, uh, like, if you if you're passing like twenties that are you know that are fake, that are counterfeit. I mean, I know you can get in trouble for that, yeah. right? But this is like, man, yeah, this is yeah, too yeah. stupid. Like. 
You ladies, you ladies yeah, must be dumb to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> a million dollar bill. Yeah, you, you, you guys' punishment is that you guys are just stupid. Okay, that's 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 a yeah. You, don't come in here anymore. Yeah, I, I'm not dealing with your with your stupidness. Yeah, go go hang with Jackson Hoey. All right, so we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we get back, we'll do. I can't believe it's not Google. See you guys on the other side. All right, so I can't believe it's not Google where people on the internet ask us for advice uh, on life, love, sex, and everything in between. So Sam and I listen to the problems and bless them with our infinite wisdom. It's not good advice. It's not bad advice. It's just our shitty advice. So this week we have uh, Sarah from San Diego, and she says, uh, long story short, I hooked up with my old high school teacher about a year ago. He told me he was single. So was I at the time. So we met up at his house and hooked up. After this, I got a boyfriend and stopped all contact with him. Today, out of curiosity, I looked him up online and found out that he had been married for five years. I found out his wife's, I found his wife's Facebook page and they're expecting the first baby. I have not talked to him ever since, but he has sent me messages asking to hook up again. I feel horrible and sick to my stomach about the whole situation and don't know what to do. I've thought about telling her and I've also thought about just minding my own business and forgetting anything ever happened. What would you guys do? So he's his old boyfriend, and he wants to hook up with her. No, uh, she was she slept with her old high school teacher. Oh, her high school teacher. Okay. And, and he at the time she thought she that they were that he was single because she was single at the time. Yeah. And so she hooked up with him, and she finds out she looks on the. She, she looked him up on on Facebook. on Facebook and stuff. And he's married with a family. Found out that he would, he, yeah, he's been married for five years oh. and he's going to have his first kid. Got it, got it. And now she doesn't know if uh, she should tell the wife or just leave it alone. Ah, man, I, I would just leave it alone. Like, <laughs> just fucking, just tell him no. Go back to your wife. Like, that's over. Like, I wouldn't. You wouldn't say anything? Nah, I don't know. There's no need. I mean... I, Cause, cause she, she, I mean, she was complicit in it. So, what's, what's? Yeah, I mean, it'd be different if, like, she knew about it. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, she I was. Know. I mean, she didn't know. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would say. It. I'd just be like, hey, man, that time's over. Move on. Yeah, I would kind of move on. But I don't know if I was in that, in that situation, right? Where, where, we're gonna have a kid, and and then someone came up and said, like, hey, I. Yeah. cheated on you yeah or, you know I, I slept with your husband I was with your wife <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and I think I'd, I think I'd want to know you think so I don't that's a tough one cause man what if I mean he's he's obviously still trying to you know hook up with her yeah cause he's tried to hook up with her a couple times right yeah so I'm pretty sure he's and, it, and it's an old student which is kind of fucking creepy too yeah that's true you know so did so did he fuck her when she was in high school? Then is that what it was? No, no, it was uh, for what it from what it sounds like because uh, she said it was an old high school teacher. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm assuming that she was like out of high school. Okay. And, you know, this is like you know later they met, met up at a club or something. I don't know. I think <clears throat> I, I I don't know. I think it'd just be better to like just leave it alone and just maybe block him or something, ghost him, because he'll probably he'll eventually yeah, move on. Eventually, he's gonna get caught. That's what I'm saying. So, 
No need and, to get involved. Especially because, yeah, especially right now because he's going to, they're, they're going to have the kid and everything. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a shitty time to find out, I guess. Oh, yeah. That yeah. It would be. And, and who knows, like, like what if he decides, hey, maybe she said no, maybe I should just fucking just chill and, you know, raise my family. You know, once the baby comes, he turns into a family Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> he could be that. He sees a baby's face and he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't stop fucking around yeah, but I mean, you never know. But I, I don't know. I would just. I think it's better. It's just, always better not to get involved in that. Yeah, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But even then, but I just kind of think like, like if it was me being on the other end of that, mm-hmm. and and. But what if you never knew? I think I'd, what, I. What if, if you? If I never knew, maybe. <clears throat> what if yeah, your wife had been true, cheating like, on you for like five years, and you never knew, and you the next thing you're like seven years old, and you find out she'd been cheating on you. After she died, like say she died, and you find out, like, I mean, <clears throat> you loved her all that time. There was no, you never had a hint of her cheating on you, and she gave you love. She showed you love. You know, you had a good life together. She would just kind of step out. That's before you. I knew she was a cheating whore, though. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> before, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if you never knew, like, what would be the point? And I don't know because I, I had a friend. He was, he was a, uh, he's from New York. And he was telling me like one of his buddies, one of it was like three of them, three good friends, and one of them he was married, and he ended up like having to go across country, like California, to do some work, and he cheated on his wife while he was there. And when he came back, he felt all guilty about it, and he was mm-hmm. asking the friend, "Hey, should I tell my wife?" And the friend, they're like, "No." And the two other guys, are like, "No, just leave it alone, man. Just you know, you did something that's fine. Just leave it alone." You, you know, there's no chance. Do you have any diseases? He's like, "No." Is she pregnant? No. Like, is there any? way that she's gonna get back to he's like no you know just kind of one night stand thing he's like just just, like, just let it be man just let it be this is there's no good gonna come if you say anything he's like yeah but he felt so guilty yeah and so then he told his wife that she divorced him and he then he was even more bummed <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so then he was see that situation he should have kept his mouth shut that's what i'm saying so sometimes certain things i feel like just just let it go i mean we all have a hard time doing that right but I, I I don't know I just feel like just just block him you know if, what's the girl's name again yeah uh Sarah Sarah just I, I feel like just block him just just move on I mean if if he's gonna get caught he's not gonna be with you that's probably the best advice because eventually because he's student with you he's gonna do it with other people exactly eventually, well, yeah he'll, he's gonna get caught yeah just just stay out of it just move on just have your own life move on that's 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 how I feel. That's that's probably some good advice right there. All right, well that's the end of the show. Uh, stay tuned for the after show, the dark web, where we get to talk about last second death row saves. So we'll see you guys on the other side. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening, and give us a good rating. If you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode, you're welcome to visit us at www.wewontheinternet.podbean.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the Dark Web. The WWTI Studios After Show. All right, everyone. Thanks for coming back and sticking with us with the dark web portion of the show. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some people that were on death row that almost died, man. So, I mean, we all know, right? We see a bunch of shows. We 
tons of TV shows where people get incarcerated and they're on death row and some of them, you know, we've seen, like, I remember Unsolved Mysteries where they would try to get, like, second pleas, you know, where people are like, no, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, nope, nope, you're not getting out of jail. You know, we prosecuted you 20 years ago, you're gonna, you're staying there forever, right? So it happens, and then some people get exonerated, and, you know, then they gotta pay them back. So that's kind of what we're gonna talk about. Some people that were, like, on their last legs, man, they almost died. <clears throat> mm. uh, where the execution came a little too close, but got this first person here, Clyde Thompson. Now, this guy had been convicted of four murders, and he was involved in several botched prison escape attempts. So this, this is some tough guy, right? This, this guy with no pussy. He, he even murdered some of his fellow inmates while he was in prison. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so he got dubbed. They started calling, They called him the meanest man in Texas. They were like, that's how like tough this guy was. He was 19 years old when he got put on death row. Mm. So two days before he was scheduled for execution, he received word to see how a trial of one of his co-conspirators played out. Like, <clears throat> they figured, hey, if your co-conspirator gets, you know, death, you're going to get death, right? But okay. luckily, luckily, um, the other guy avoided the death sentence. So he got downgraded to from from death row to just life. And, okay. and so he ended up, you know, and he was, like I said, he was close to being executed, but they waited for that other trial to go on. And he ended up serving 28 years and they ended up paroling him. And he got out when he was almost 70 years old. And, you oh, know. Oh, shit, that's still... <clears throat> yeah, I was reading about it, and it sounds like the guy was, you know, pretty, you know, remorseful, and you know, he he was just a different person, you know. He's like, man, he just misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was fifty years, you know, he'd been in prison, so it was like a whole new world for him when he came out. Can you imagine that? Well, shit. I mean, once you're seventy, I mean, what else, what else would you fucking do? I mean, yeah. you probably barely walk at that point. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> So his is one, this old one. Elizabeth Proctor, she was the wife of a Salem village farmer, John Proctor. And they were both accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials in 1692. Remember all, all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So she, yeah, her, she and John, she was John's third wife. And they were a wealthy family who lived in a large farm in the outskirts of Salem village, which is now known as Peabody. So John was executed. Right, he, they had scheduled him to be, both of them to be executed, but he got executed on schedule. But she was pregnant, so they said, "Let's just wait for her to give birth before we execute her." So mm-hmm. they did, and she had her baby. But for some reason, they didn't execute her right after that. They must they let her, you know, stick around with the baby for like a couple months. And mm-hmm. by springtime, the witchcraft blame game had died down. Like things had just were just coming off of that. You know, and the governor released all the remaining alleged witches, which even included her. So, I guess being being pregnant got her, you know, got her saved because she was supposed to die with her husband. Oh, look at that privilege, <laughs> privileged woman. I know. <laughs> uh, that that's actually pretty fucking lucky. It is, isn't it, that? Isn't that real lucky? Pays to get knocked up, I guess. Yeah, shit. So I got this next person, Damon A. Thibodeau was a Louisiana man who was on death row for murder. Now the problem with this was he was he was falsely he had falsely confessed to the rape and murder of his 15-year-old step-cousin Crystal Champagne. And her body was found July 20th, 1996, a day after she left her apartment to go to the nearby store. So, her he name was Crystal Champagne? Yeah, her name was Crystal Champagne, man. <laughs> that sounds like a stripper name. I I, 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 I 
<laughs> I didn't make these up, man. <laughs> this is real deal. Crystal champagne. <laughs> so he was among a number of people who were interviewed by the police. So about after nine hours of interrogation, he ended up providing an apparent confession of raping and murdering her. Now, primarily on the basis, Thibodeau was convicted and sentenced to death in October 1997. Like, not even a year mm -hmm. later. So, thankfully, his team of lawyers didn't give up on him, and they eventually, you know, went after DNA, and evidence showed and exonerated him, and he was, they let him go, right? Because, you know, DNA was, you know, starting to come in, you know, late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it showed that he wasn't the one there. He wasn't the one that killed her. And so, oh. so what they want to know, like a lot of the defense attorneys, are like, why did they get a confession out of him? Like, why did he confess falsely? You know, they did, like, did the cops? You know, you know, we've heard of stories like that where the cops make people do things like I, that. Like, I hear they do that a lot. Yeah, where they just kind of keep fucking bothering. They'll they'll put you in confession for, or they'll put you in there for like you know hours. Yeah, to the point where you're just like you don't even know if you actually did it or not. Exactly. Like, yeah, and get out of there. They just coerce you to say you know what they want to say, and then it for them it makes them look good. Yep, we got a lockup. You know, close the case, right? Mm. But the guy was on death row for 15 years, man. Hmm. All of that, just and like I said, luckily, you know, because there's a lot of people that don't get a second chance. You know, they're just stuck there like the rest of their lives, or you know, they get executed. And again, I'm not saying everybody is right. There's, there's some people that mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, that they have done things, you know, Ted Bundy type shit, you know, that deserve to go yeah. through that. But man, <clears throat> so this next person here, like some people get treated pretty bad, right? Really bad. This guy, Glenn Ford. He was somebody that went through a lot of shit. So this guy was a, um, a local jeweler. Isidore Roseman had been robbed and killed. Now, Glenn okay. Ford, he had done some yard work for Roseman. So the prosecutor, so at the time, the prosecutor was up and coming. He was trying to establish a name for himself. He's like, man, this is a quick open and shut case, you know? So Glenn Ford was a black man in the South, and they had an all-white jury. And they easily convicted Ford for murder and robbery and sentenced to death. So now this guy mm. spent 30 years on death row. Now, just not death row. He was in solitary confinement in Louisiana's notorious Angola prison. Yeah, now, be worse. Now, solitary there. The summer temperatures on death row there can exceed 104 degrees. And the cells like basically a like about a five by seven. And you get oh, man, you get tiny. one hour a day to walk outside, you know, to, to you know be in the yard, and then you're back in there for the other mm. 23 hours. So Damn. he was in there every day for 30 years, basically in solitary confinement. They put him in there, and they just basically kind of forgot about him. Just like put him in, leave him there. Now this guy was on the, one of the country's longest serving death row inmates. Now what changed was that one of the initial suspects, a man named Jake Robinson, who was in prison for a different murder. He told a police informant that he had killed that jeweler, Isidore Roseman, three decades earlier. Mm. So, so the court came back and reviewed, and they found information that there was credible evidence that Glenn Ford was neither present at nor a participant in the robbery of Isidore Roseman. And the prosecutor admitted he didn't fully investigate the case during the trial. Remember, this is the guy who was trying to get his name big. He was like, fucking open, shut, you know, case. So he, he mm. admitted, like, fuck, I just kind of blew through this, and I just wanted to, uh, you know, fucking convict him. Just want, yeah. 
Get his name. Yeah. Name recognition. And and also the judge, you know, he was going to be killed. He was going to be executed because the judge who was presiding over the case, he was going to retire. So he was give, he gave him a date to die. But luckily, because, you know, this informant got this information by Jake Robinson, it changed all of that. But he was scared. He was going to die. But 30 years, man. Death, you know, solitary, one hour a day, freedom, but uh, five, that's, five that's by seven. That's a long time. That's a long time to have that fucking happen to you. Man, and then in the South, how hot it is. I know. Ugh. Can you believe that, man? You would go like crazy, don't you think? Yeah, I'd rather be like the general circulation of people. Oh, Gen Pop. You know, I'm going to get shanked a, shanked a couple times. In yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll take that rather than like solitary confinement. And they talk about like solitary, like, you know, they it's just horrific, you know, conditions, you know, like there'd be rats in there with you and... You know, you don't get anything. They say a lot of times, like, the solitary confinement is, like, the worst thing. Because, I mean, you go crazy. Exactly. You don't don't know how to be a person anymore. Exactly. And you have nothing to... Your mind just starts drifting off, right? You have nothing to occupy your mind. That's tough, man. That's tough. So, I got one last here. Derek Jameson. So, this guy was in jail for 20 years. Now, 17 of them were on death row. And 90 minutes stood between him and his death. So he was that close to being killed and silenced by lethal injection and his, and his body would have been like the truth of whatever occurred would have been buried forever. So at 54, he was cleared of robbing a Cincinnati bar and killing the bartender after additional evidence was brought forward. So in 2005, he became the ninth Ohio death row inmate exonerated and the 119th in the U.S. But 30 years ago, Gary Mitchell... Who was the bartender in Cincinnati was brutally beaten to death during a ro- during that robbery. Um, in August first, nineteen eighty four. So eyewitnesses told police different accounts of the events, and during the investigation, they had found a pony shoe print. Remember the 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 brand pony? Mm-hmm. It's like Nike. It was discovered in the bar. Yeah. So two months later, Jameson was arrested for robbing a Gold Star Chili restaurant, and he was wearing the same type of shoe. That was found at the bar, right? So they're like, hey, it's got to be him. So an, an, mm-hmm. another guy, Charles Howell, was later arrested as an accomplice in the murder. And he told the police that he and Jameson had robbed the bar and that Jameson had attacked the bartender. So in exchange for his testimony, Howell received a reduced sentence. Right? Howell's like fucking, he, he, you know, he spilled the beans. So during the mm-hmm. investigation, the descriptions by witnesses of those who committed the crimes differed from Jameson's appearance, right? It wasn't even him. They didn't even say it looked like him. It was probably a white guy that they thought it was, but it's like they, yeah. just, they just put it on him. So eventually, James Suggs, who was an eyewitness to the robbery and murder, was shown photos of the suspects by the police and identified two men, neither of them, which was Derek Jameson. So everybody's saying, no, it's not him. It's not him. But it didn't matter. He got. He was convicted of the murder, and the judge followed the jury's recommendation and sentenced him to death in 1985. So he had been scheduled to be executed six times, but as each date neared, Jameson received a stay from the governor. So the last one, like I said, came 90 minutes before he was set to die. You know, a few yeah. days before the execution, you know, the guards came and the officials met with them and they gave him his last rites. You know, what do you want for dinner? You know, your last meal and all that shit. What do you want your body mm-hmm. sent? Right? They were planning all that stuff. Like, hey, man, you're dying. This is happening. So, luckily, a federal judge ordered a new trial for Jameson in 2000 and holding that Hamilton County prosecutors withheld key evidence. Like, they they, they, they felt like something was fishy. Luckily, the judge, you know, ordered that new trial. 
So the 6th U.S. Mm. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the decision in 2002. So in 2005, Ohio's Common Pleas Court, Judge Richard Niehaus, dismissed him and all charges. Like, everything was against him being arrested. Yet, because they had that one shoe, like the same type of shoe, it'd be like finding two Nike shoes, you know, at a, at a you know, Prince. Oh, it's got to be the same guy, right? Yeah. So, um, there was all, they also believed that up to 35 pieces of evidence that proved his innocence were suppressed by the Cincinnati Police Department and never given to the prosecutors. So, they had all this evidence showing it wasn't him and they just, they wouldn't allow it in the court. Oh, that makes you so mad that yeah that there's people like they just don't care they just want no. to throw somebody in there because just so they look good exactly 20 years man 17 of them death row he was in prison they don't even give a shit about a person no no they just like I said they want their stats everything is about stats right they wanted to show that they got an arrest and the case was closed and it's like fuck man it's just it's, it's, it's hard to read about stuff like this and talk about it just cause I know I, I, I can't I just get angry listening to it because I'm just like, there's people that, if I was innocent and then you're just put in that, that situation, I I would just be angry all the time. Yeah, I, I'm sure they were, but you're in jail 20 years, yeah. your anger probably yeah, subsides, I, you know. It probably like turned me into it. When I got out, I'd just go out and look for every judge and every person yeah. put me in there and just take them out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Just. Remember the Parkland Five? Those five guys that were convicted as well? I didn't talk about them. Cause they, but remember they had said they raped that white woman, those kids? Uh-huh. Remember that? Same, I mean, same type of shit. They weren't... I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah. yeah. That was the one where Donald Trump even took out ads saying, execute them. You know, execute... Oh, is that right? Yeah, he had, you know, this was, you know, this was in the, you know, the early 90s. <clears throat> Maybe uh-huh. in late 80s, but uh, yeah, it was just... And then they they let them go like just basically like within the I think last five years, so mm-hmm. yeah they they just they needed somebody to 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 um, pin it on, right? This, this white woman had she wasn't killed but she had been raped and she had been brutally beaten and she couldn't remember um, who had done it to her, mm-hmm. and so they ended up. Uh, um, um, they just look for some black guys. Yeah, they're like this just, just find these five kids and. The Central Park Five. That's what I, that's what it's called. I think I called it the Parkland Five, but Central Park Five. And um, yeah, and so um, it was in '89, and that's when you know that's they just needed some people, and they they just arrested those five kids. And the same thing like we talked about, they got coerced. They put them in there and said, "You yeah. did it." You know, they just basically made them admit it. Yeah, but you'd be here until you admit that you did it. Exactly. Yeah, because this was a thing. I remember a few years ago, they were talking, because when they got out, you know, they were asking Trump about it, and he's like, yeah, they admitted it. You know, they admitted their guilt, and it's like, man, it's just, I don't know. I, that's why I just don't fucking say anything. Just, I have no opinion, man. <laughs> I just talk about with, stupid facts. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's enough for uh, the internet for tonight. Uh, thank you all for joining us here at The Bunker, and if the world doesn't end by then, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.